0: Episode two hundred and ten. Hi, welcome to my mom's show. episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Husher. I'm the host of this show and I'm absolutely delighted that you're here joining me today. If you are a new listener, then I want to wish you the biggest warm welcome. You are in the right place. And if you are a regular Welcome back. It is so nice to have you join me again today. It's been a pretty big week for me, actually. I attended a conference over the weekend, which was in Canada, and it was on Canadian time, the Canadian time zone, which meant that I was attending a conference on Saturday, Sydney time from 1am until about 10am. And then on Sunday from 1am until about Midday, and then on Monday from 1 a.m. until 9 a.m. So I was sleeping a lot during the day and um, I'm kind of just getting my groove back and feeling semi-human again, but it really was worth it. And before we get into this week's episode, which is an Ask Julia style episode, which I'll talk to you about in a minute, I just wanted to touch on something that I talked about in my newsletter last week, which was about self-investment. And what I mean by that is investing in yourself. And I think as single parents, we tend to carry a lot of weight on our shoulders. We feel the world on our shoulders. We want the best for ki- for our kids. And we often carry a lot of guilt about the fact that they're being raised in a single parent home. So, you know, everything that we do often goes to our kids. But in the newsletter that I sent out, what I said was, you know, I really believe that for us, it is so important that we invest in ourselves. And now is a really good time because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Many of us are in lockdown. It's already so tough and I'm sending you so much love if you are. It's so hard and it's really isolating for single parents. And now is a good time to kind of think about your hobbies, think about what you want to learn, how do you want to grow, what can you invest in to kind of light up your soul a little bit, bring some of that sort of passion into your life. Maybe it's even something for, for a, that you want to do from a work perspective. And in that case, I think you should definitely hit your work up if you can. But now is such a good time to spend some time and money if you need to, to invest in yourself and to not feel guilty about it. You know, and so for me, that was going to that conference. And I've actually invested a lot of time and money in myself this year. And that's, I invested in the world's leading expert in running memberships. So he's from Canada, he was the one running the conference. And I spent many months in the first half of this year working with and learning from him and it changed my life, you know, and I got to create Thrive Tribe and I now have this group of the most beautiful women and we just have such a beautiful bond in there and it's just such a beautiful group. I could not have imagined to have a better community and that makes me so happy and I would, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't choose to invest in myself, time and money you know, and going to the conference, you know, is another example. And yeah, it kind of sucked because I was exhausted and I had my daughter in the day, although she did go to my parents' place on Saturday afternoon. So I got some sleep then. And on Sunday, you know, after the conference finished at midday, I went and had coffee with my friends and then I picked up my daughter because she stayed the night at my, my parents' place and we came home and I was like, Bubby, I'm sorry, I have to go to sleep you know, she knew I told her all about it. She's like, that's okay, mum." you know, and, and that's just what I had to do. And I got up, we had dinner together and then I went back to sleep with her, you know? So that's just what, what we did, but investing in myself and learning something that is inspiring to me and is important to me, brings me so much joy. It brings me so much joy. And everything that I've learned about memberships, for example, in my case has really like just brought a lot of inspiration and motivation and just momentum to my life. And, you know, so much that I've signed up to work with this guy for another 12 months, he's really helping me grow. And it makes me feel so good. And in addition to that, it means that I'm able to support my Thrive Tribe members in a much more better way and make the experience better and better for them to always improve it. And, you know, I'm very much a sort of action speak louder than words. And whatever I say and always, you know, advise, helps and stuff is stuff that I'm doing myself. You know, because if I didn't do it myself, then how the heck am I supposed to know that it works? You know, so for me, investing in myself is, is something that I like to share with other people in to show them to do it for themselves, if that makes sense. You know, and for example, my Thrive Tribe members, I'm so proud of them because they've invested in themselves by investing in me and joining my community. And that makes me so proud. They've chosen to grow. So the message that I want to share with you that I shared in my newsletter this week, last week, was whatever you choose to invest in yourself, that's going to make you happy and that's going to help you grow. And that in turn is going to flow on to your kids. Okay. It is that whole ripple effect. So by making yourself happy, they're going to see that in you and they're going to become happier as well. So I don't want you to carry any guilt for taking time to do something for you. I would really encourage you to, you know, one Action step that you can take today is to just think about something that you want to do, and it can cost money. And if it does, don't feel guilty about it, you know, unless you're in a lot of debt, in which case, maybe find something different now. But you know, don't feel guilty about it, invest that $200 or whatever it is, and just make the most of it. You know, like your kids, our kids don't need. Every single part of all of our money and all of our energy and everything. Like they're going to become healthier individuals if they see us also having a more well rounded life. And if you don't have the money or you are in debt or whatever, there are plenty of free things you can do as well. Like I know that for example, in Australia, we have the general assembly and that they always run free courses. There's so many organizations that run free courses during the lockdown. When we were in lockdown in Sydney, a few months ago, someone told me about the museum of modern art, MoMA in New York, and they were running free courses. You know, there's just so many options. They were running free, like art kind of courses, and there's just so much to learn. And I just would really encourage you to just, you know, dig your heels in and find something that is going to bring you some joy and passion and do it without guilt. And also, by the way, if you wanted to get onto my mailing list, you can head over to my website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. There'll be like an email and name pop-up box that comes up. There's also one at the top of the screen. And all you have to do is pop in your name and email, and you'll get my weekly newsletters. So I'd love to have you join my community, and also if you wanted to go a little bit deeper and join Thrive Tribe, it will be opening up again later this year. And if you wanted to join the wait list, I will pop that link in the show notes as well. Okay, so I'm going to get into this week's episode shortly, but I just want to say thank you to everybody who has written in to me lately or given me feedback on my podcast. You know, I've had a lot of really positive feedback in regards to Poppy and Jeff's podcast episode, and that was last week. It was really phenomenal, such an eye-opener. And if you haven't listened to it, I would really encourage you to check it out. That's episode 209. And they share some tools that really you can use in your co-parenting relationship and also in the relationship that you have with your children. And it really is like an eye opener. So definitely check that out if you can. And if you have enjoyed the podcast and you like listening, I would love for you to leave me a review in iTunes. That is the best place for you to share your feedback with me, because it also means that other people can see it and it encourages other single mums to listen. And that really is that whole other ripple effect that I'm talking about. You know, like if we share something that we like, and that's helped us and share that publicly, then that helps other people as well. And you don't have to give your name or anything like that. No private information whatsoever, of course. But, um, you know, if I'm scrolling through podcasts, one of the first things I do is check out the reviews and, if there's none there or they're not very positive, I'm not probably going to listen. But if I check out a podcast and it's got heaps of reviews and like people really love it, then that's going to encourage me to listen. And I want new single moms to find this. I want them to feel supported. I want them to feel encouraged. I want them to feel part of something bigger. I don't want them to feel alone. And that this is something that you can really help other single moms with. So I'd be super grateful if you could leave that for me. And while you're there, leaving a beautiful review for me, which would be so kind, or even just rating by tapping on the stars, you can also subscribe. And by doing that, you will never miss an episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And now it's time to get into this week's episode. So let's get into it. Okay. My lovely today's episode is an ask Julia style episode. Now, before I get into the questions that we have this week, something that I want to really reiterate is that I don't share anyone's sort of personal questions on the podcast unless I have clear permission to do so. And people ask me for advice and for my thoughts on things literally every day, every day. And as much as I would love to be able to respond to every single person and to give my thoughts on what they should do, maybe in a certain situation or what I would do in their situation. I I just don't do not have the time. Unfortunately, I've got to give more time to my daughter and I've got to give more time to me. And I've got to give time to, you know, the people that have invested in me, my Thrive Tribe members. And that is where a lot of my energy is going, but a good way for me to share my thoughts on something is for me to talk about it in the podcast, because then it helps more than one person. And a lot of the questions are very similar. So if I do think someone's question is, you know, something that comes up a fair bit, I will often email that person or reply to that person on social media and say, hey, thank you so much for getting in touch. Do you mind if I use your question in a podcast episode because I just cannot respond to everyone individually? And it also means that I'm able to share an answer that is a little bit more fleshy than a couple of sentences because I do like to talk and some questions are quite big. They're not like you can answer them in a couple of sentences. So I'd much prefer to spend five, 10 minutes talking through a few strategies or a few things that I would do in this situation. And then that can help you better as well. So if you ever do have a question that you would like me to answer on the podcast, please get in touch. Send me an email, julia at single And, you know, tell me that you're happy for me to share your question And, you know, let's try and get your question on the show. So, all right, let us get to the first question for today. Both of my questions that I'm going to answer today were actually sent to me on Instagram. What I would suggest to you, if you do want to send a question to me, is to email it. Because sometimes I don't see them and I generally try to clear my email list. Yeah, so I have more chance of seeing them if you send the question to me via email. All right, the first question. Hi Julia, I'm a recent listener from the US and I've been really enjoying your podcast. I have a question and I'll try to make this shortish. I'm 11 weeks pregnant and I'm not with the father of my child. We are cordial but not talking because there's been a few issues that's wedged us apart since I announced that I was pregnant. He's pretty much absent and mostly has been since the start of my pregnancy and I'm starting to accept the truth of being a single mum. However, I do struggle with the feelings of shame. I come from a traditional background where my parents expected me to be married before having a child. Although they are supportive, I get the feeling they're more embarrassed to me having a child out of wedlock as my mum doesn't want to disclose those news to my other relatives. If you have felt this before, how do you process or move past shame and guilt as a single mum? All right, well, thank you so much for listening and I'm so glad that you found us. First of all, congratulations. You know, this is so exciting and I know it might feel a little bit stressful and like just not, maybe not purely like at peace because of the feelings that you're having in terms of shame and guilt, but I'm happy for you and congratulations on your pregnancy. Okay, so second of all, look, I can completely relate to what you're feeling and I think that most people listening Would completely relate to you as well. I think no one wants to grow up with the idea of being a single mom. No one is a kid and says, one day when I grow up, I want to become a single mother. Hashtag life goals. It's just not something that we want. I always wanted the traditional family unit. I wanted to get married and then I wanted to have kids and that didn't work out for me. And I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. I felt like I thought people would think that maybe I was a failure, that I was uneducated, that I just sucked at relationships, that I couldn't get my life together. It was highly embarrassing. And the thing that I realized as well was like a lot of it was just stuff that I'd was feeding myself because of messages that I'd absorbed from the media, you know, and the media is not exactly kind about single mothers. It's um it's such a shame, but you'll see it on the news and you'll see like, for example, let's say a mother has been drink driving and she's got a kid in the car. It'll always be like prefaced with single mother. So-and-so was driving, you know, like, and if she is, if it's a married mother, it's never like married mother of three, you know, but if it's a single mother, it is always mentioned. And I find that really disgusting because I'm just like, why, why is that relevant to the news story? you know, like it's not mother with two children kind of on the brink of divorce, who knows really caught drink driving. No, it's, single month, like it's, it just drives me bonkers. And you know, when I first became a single mom, I heard so many negative stories in this in, in the media. There was one guy from the US and he was like this Baptist leader and he basically called upon single mothers to give up their children for adoption. So they could be, and this is a quote, raised in traditional family units. No, what was it? Raised in traditional fam, raised in, raised in a loving home with family values. Okay, that wasn't a direct quote, but it was something along those lines with, you know, a traditional family unit and family values. And I was just like, what the actual beep because I was like, hang on, are you saying that I don't have family values? Like what's am I not capable of raising my daughter? Am I a bad mother? These were all these things that I was thinking. And what I would encourage you to do is just to not give these stories any attention. Because they're going to keep coming up. And I think it has improved a lot over the last seven years that I've, become a, that I've been a single mother. But also what I've got to say is that I've just let it affect me less. I just don't care as much anymore. Something else that I would advise you is like what you focus on really does become your reality. So if you keep thinking about the shame, then you're going to feel more ashamed. Whereas if you think about yourself being a strong, capable woman and you feed that message to yourself, that is the the reality that you're going to feel. You know, it is a process. It really is a process. And I think it takes some time to really get your head around it. Something else that really helped me was surrounding myself with other single moms. I did not really feel very well accepted into my second mother's group. So my first mother's group, which was the city that my daughter was born in, they were lovely. And like, they were, they were one of the first, some of the first people that I told that I was going to be a single mum, And I still remember that. I still remember we were sitting around in this girl's living room. And the first thing that happened on one occasion was we were talking about you know, our partners and their help and all that kind of stuff or lack of help and stuff. And I, one of them asked me about my situation. I said, Oh, well, my partner's away every second week. And, and then they were all like, Oh, that must be so hard. And I, like without even thinking, I was like, no, I actually love it because I did. I loved the weeks he was away because my, our relationship was so unhealthy that when he was away, I felt like I could breathe. I was me and I could just breathe. And when he was there, it was tense. Uh, we didn't agree on parenting newborns. You know, it was horrible. And when he was away, I could breathe and they all started laughing. They thought I was joking. And I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah, i actually being serious. <laughs> but then like a few weeks later i just i told them that we'd broken up and it was not long after we'd like made the final decision and then i just remember going to this girl's bathroom and crying my eyes out and they were all so nice about it and then when i moved back to sydney with my daughter which is where i'm originally from And I joined this other mother's group and my daughter was five months old by this stage because when, when we broke up, we broke up when she was two months and then we stayed living together for a few months, which was just hell. And I know there's a lot of women that listen who are still living with their exes. And I just want to say to you, like, wow, big love to you. It is not easy. And it's, I found it horrible, but maybe you get along great, which in which case does not apply, but. When I moved back to Sydney, I joined this mother's group, and I just felt so judged by them. I was just like, "These people are not my people they 're not my people and it's very important for you to surround yourself with the right people because you don't want to be made to feel worthless or shitty or like like a bad mum or Low, or you know, anything like that, you are just as worthy as anyone else. Like, this is we're talking about your relationship status, that is it. We're not talking about you as a person, who you are as a person, it's completely irrelevant to your relationship status. And if your family is really kind of making you feel guilty, I mean, there's a couple of things, I mean, maybe they do feel ashamed. I don't know your family, in which case, you've just got to block it out. I don't know what your family is dynamics are like, but even speaking to them about it, you know, maybe they feel for you, you know, like maybe they think that they just feel really bad for you. In which case you could say, look, I am okay with this. Like, it's not going to be easy, but I'm starting to get my head around it. What is not helping is the fact that I feel like you guys are ashamed, you know, maybe just talking it out with them. And in terms of the guilt, I mean, that is something else that I really struggled with. I really felt like I felt so bad for my daughter because I felt like she was, being raised kind of in a way that was maybe unfair because being in a a, a two-parent home has more advantages, you know, more money coming in, more quality time, more, um, rest, you know, all the stuff that comes along with it. And I felt like she was missing out. But what I would say to you is like, this is a good time to become a single mom because I've seen what it's like for myself when my parents separated when I was seven, which is my daughter's age now. And it really, really affected me for years. It affected me. And your baby is now growing up. Like this is, this is your baby's when it's born, is your normal. This is going to be your baby's normal. Your baby doesn't know any other way, you know, so you don't need to feel sorry for your baby because whatever reason you're not together, there's a reason. And whether that's because they don't want to be with you, well, then you don't want to be with them anyway. And if it's because you don't want to be with them, well, then there's a reason for that. And you can raise this baby in a loving, happy home and that's just you that's fine that is just you and that it doesn't matter you know your baby is going to have everything it needs so please don't worry about that my biggest piece of advice would be to, as I said, surround yourself with the right people. And if you can meet some other single moms, that was a game changer for me. Because once I started doing that and I was like, oh my God, these women are like, they're really cool. They're really nice. And wow, they have like jobs and like, you know, <laughs> they're like normal people and they're just amazing women. And that was a game changer. It just made me feel like I was more normal and that I was in this community of amazing women and yeah, it was really, really special. And we used to <laughs> joke, you know, like this is probably not appropriate and a bit mean, but I'll tell you just between us, like when, <laughs> when we went to our mother's groups and she, this one particular friend that I'm thinking about who I was the first single mum friend I became friends with. And she, I met her online on, in my Facebook group that I started for single mums in my local area and we met up for a coffee and we were like joking around about like how – our mother's groups were like so mean and like we would like maybe we should just turn up with flyers to like advertise our single mom's group because one day they'd probably need them it's really mean but that's what we did but it just made me feel like at the time I mean maybe it's true what they say when you put someone else down to make yourself feel better that's kind of what we did this is not really good advice but um anyway (laughs) we just we you know it, it did bring us comfort knowing that a lot of these women as as mean as they were they may end up separated from their partners or husbands. And then they would, you know, have a bit more of a compassion and understanding of what it was like for us. Now, if you cannot connect with other single mums, and you don't have to meet them in person, if you can, that is obviously ideal. I'm all about person to person connection. I think it's just amazing. And I would suggest to go and find some single moms groups in your local area. And I don't know where in the U S you are, and if there's any lockdowns or whatever, but if you can't do that right now, uh, when your baby's born, I should say um, I would find online, you know, find online and um, connect with them. You can join the single mother survival guide support forum. This is a Facebook group for this podcast community. And if you want to go deeper, as I mentioned at the start, join Thrive Tribe when your baby's born or even before, if you want to, like, it is such a beautiful, supportive community of single moms who get it. And, you know, however you find that, I would just like, really suggest to you to put your energy there and while you're pregnant like now is probably a good time to try and find a community that is good for you. You've got to be careful I I will say this. You've got to be careful because a lot of single mom groups can be quite negative and very like hating on men and I'm all about like having a vent occasionally and letting it out and getting support in that way, but if it's just constant negativity, that is not going to bring you any joy either. One last thing just to add Listen to the podcast, like find all the listen to the episodes with single moms sharing their stories, because that, like being a part of this community and hearing these stories, you're going to just go, "Wow, that is going to bring you so much strength, so much inner strength and a sense of connection and belonging as well. I really hope that helps you, my love, and um, just big congratulations again, and yeah. I wish you all the best and you've got this. You have completely got this and your baby is in very safe hands. Okay. My next question is my partner left me for another woman when the baby was four months old. I have managed to delay it for 18 months now, but I need to stop fighting the baby meeting the other woman. I am meeting her next week and then they will be playing family with my baby. Can you offer some advice on how to deal with this? I'm so scared the baby will grow to like their setup better. I'm jealous and insecure that she is forcing me to share my role. The whole thing just makes me sick to my stomach, really. Any help would be appreciated. Okay, I really feel for you because this is the hardest thing. It is so freaking hard, especially when your partner has left you for this person you know I think it's actually a it's a lot easier for people not saying it's easy but it is a lot easier for people when their ex gets a new partner and the part that new partner hasn't been involved um you know is actually a new partner the first thing I would say is when you go and you do this bring a friend in the car because it's probably going to be really hard for you And you're probably going to be sitting there trying to keep it together. And afterwards, you're going to probably want to cry and let it all out. And, you know, if you'd prefer to do that alone, then do that. But if you think that you might need support, please take someone with you to wait in the car or, you know, that you can meet straight afterwards for a coffee or whatever it is, because having that support in that time is going to be really, really helpful to you. My next kind of piece of logistical advice is when you meet, I don't know where you're meeting, but make it in kind of not your space because you don't really want people in your home, but not in their home either because that kind of is like, you're not comfortable because you're going to their home and that's not your safe space. That's their safe space. It's like, they've got one up on you. So I would suggest meeting in a public place, a park, maybe, um, I don't know what you're doing, a coffee, keep it cash, keep it short. You know, I don't think you need to meet for too long. This first meeting, I would try to keep it quite brief. I would just like make small talk, and not sort of bring up any massive issues yet. But what I will say to you is that you don't need to worry about your baby loving this person any more than you. You are their mum. You are this baby's mum. Okay, you will never, ever be replaced. And I can tell you that from my own experience because you know my parents got divorced and i got a stepmom and as much as i loved my stepmom like she was ne- she's not my mom not my mom never be my mom you know it's it's a very different dynamic and i don't want you to worry about that at all this woman like might go she might be in your baby's life for a year, 2 years, 5 years, who knows But she may not be around forever. I mean, that is just the reality of relationships these days. You are there forever. And the other thing is the relationship that your baby has with this person, it may not always be positive and your baby is going to need you for support. So what I will say to you is try to be open minded when you as your baby grows up, try to, you know, as much as it hurts, try to say if you ever want to talk to me about anything, I am here, you know, because you kind of want to encourage the relationship and not kind of be like bitter about her, if that makes sense, because that's just going to make your baby feel, and as it grows, your child grow up to feel very stretched and torn in different directions and guilty, you know, guilty for having a relationship with this person and it affecting you and that sort of thing. Try to really keep your own emotions out of it in front of your child. And I don't think this is a a thing to bring up straight away at this meeting, but it might be something to discuss with your ex over the next few months. And that is just certain ground rules when it comes to having this person in your baby's life. You know, like, I don't know if your baby goes to daycare or what's going on, but is this person going to be welcome at a daycare Christmas celebration, for example, keeping in mind that whatever you agree on has got to be right the other way as well. So if you're saying to your ex, I don't want this person coming to the Christmas celebration, the Christmas concert, the daycare Christmas concert, you've also got to be okay with, if you've got a new partner, them not coming. You know, so really have a think about it because it may not suit you right now, but you might want it in the future. You know, you can't really change the rules as it suits you, kind of thing. Well, you can, but you know, it's probably not going to go down too well. And they have a say as well. So I would think about some things that you're okay with just in general as well. Like maybe it's in the future, maybe it's before you introduce new partners to kids, you want to meet them for yourself without children around, you know, that sort of thing. But just think about it. And it's definitely worth bringing up the conversation with your ex when you feel ready, maybe in a couple of months after this is sort of meeting has happened, because I'm sure that's going to take a lot out of you. And the last thing I'm going to say is, as hard as this is, I would really try to encourage you to be nice and to be friendly and even form a, a, a civil friendship with this person. I say civil friendship because I don't mean like become Facebook friends, like let's hang out kind of thing. It's more like you see this person and you know, you, you're on their good side. Maybe you've got each other's phone numbers because a lot of the time, you know, having someone like this in your child's life can actually be very helpful, especially for women that maybe their exes are not very communicative or, you know, don't really know what to do, that kind of thing. It can really help having having this person kind of on side, you know, so I, if it were me, I would be giving this person just friendly vibes because that kind of makes you the bigger person. And even though she's t- completely done the wrong thing and I do not condone cheating in any way. I just think if you're the bigger person and that doesn't that's not saying that what she did is acceptable, but you're just being friendly and polite and not nasty, then I think that will help you and that will also help your baby in the long run. Okay. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for writing to me and, and uh, you know, asking those questions. They're great questions that I think lots of people can relate to. If you wanted to get in touch with me, as I mentioned earlier, and ask any questions for the Ask Julia episodes or for any other reason, send me an email: julia at singlemothersurvivalguide dot You can also connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Single Mother Survival Guide. And if you want to check out the other podcast episodes or read the blog, just pop on over to the Single Mother Survival Guide website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. And I'll put all those links in the show notes. And as I mentioned as well at the beginning, if you want to join my newsletter community, then you can pop in your details on the website. You will see a couple of different options to do that. Yeah. So that's it. I'd love to hear from you. And as I mentioned at the beginning, rating this podcast and writing a review if if you have time would be amazing. And I'm super grateful for those of you that have. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, depending on where you are and when you're listening. I'm sending so much love out to everybody in lockdown, everybody struggling. You're not alone. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you again next week okay bye for now